100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and it's brought to you by FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Also at my MyFMBank.com, and we are happy to have as our guest this morning the Honorable Mayor of Hendersonville, Jamie Clary. Jamie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Good to have you. Uh, you know, I like to have you in every so often, every quarter or so, to kind of get the scoop and what's going on. And so do we call you the recycling guy now? or what? <laughs> so uh, that's done? It's implemented? What's, what's happening well, with that? Well, sort of. What we did is we had a pilot program just to gather data. We knew it was a bad idea two years ago to just go willy-nilly, start a recycling program uh, without really knowing the best thing to do. And it's fortunate that we did it that way. The pilot program had about 800 houses, collected some data. In the meantime, the whole recycling industry just changed dramatically. Uh, the was that because they weren't uh, China didn't want any that of is, that is exactly it. Okay. it is. Good portion of recyclables from the United States end up in China, and uh, China decided that they wanted cleaner recyclables, which limited what was sellable on the back end of the whole recycling industry. So uh, that happened in the course of twenty months, and we we had a great response from folks that wanted to recycle from those eight hundred houses. Hard part was that it, we spent in the neighborhood of one hundred sixty thousand dollars. And we made no money on the sale of the recyclables, and we only really saved about $10,000 in landfill fees. Okay. So now the next step is, um, you know, what do we do to, to encourage people to recycle and to save more in landfill fees, save more in landfill space? And so we've got a proposal that's going to come up uh, next, actually next week to uh, offer a curbside recycling program to residents throughout Hendersonville. And they'll pay directly to the company that picks up, but it will be about a 50% markdown for them. Uh, what the recycling companies want is they want density. They want a lot of houses, so when one truck goes out, that truck picks up from as many houses So it can be possible. efficient. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's going to come up next week, and hopefully we'll be uh, providing recycling for anybody in Hendersonville who wants it. Okay, cool. Um, anything that they're, they're going to need to know, the consumer, what... Uh, probably just be patient right now. Um, we're still working through some things. And like I said, the, the data that we collected was certainly worthwhile on the pilot recycling program. If, if folks have a recycling cart right now, one of the big bins, just hold on to it. Uh, we're going to okay. get with them. If they All want right. it out of the garage, we'll come pick it up. But just hold on to it until the city board can make a final decision on it. Okay, cool. And when do you think this will be kind of rolling? We should have at least an initial decision um, next Tuesday, well, Tuesday night, and then uh, have to have to have another decision two weeks after that. That would be the ideal time frame within two, three weeks. Uh, okay. Hopefully the board makes a decision that quickly. Sometimes that doesn't work out, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Okay. And how do you guys decide who this uh, outsource group is going to be? I mean, how how's that vetted and, you know, all that... We, we took bids uh, about six six weeks ago. Um, we took bids from folks that would come out and pick it up from your house, uh, folks that would actually have you drop it off with them, uh, folks that would pick it up two times a month and four times a month, uh, mm-hmm. once a month. 
we took several different variations of that. And uh, the best bid we got was actually from a local company. And I like doing business with local companies. Right, right. Now, do you, uh, once, you know, there's a price issue, but then there's also a quality issue. And and who does that background looking? Because I'm assuming it's more than just picking the cheapest, you know, bid. yes. Uh, the, the folks at Green Village, what we really like about them is they are a recycling company. That's what they do. They know how to do that. They know how to make sure that what people are giving them is actually recyclable. The problem that so many companies run into is they don't do enough in education, and they don't always enforce what is allowable and what isn't. So then it gets more expensive because they've got to sort there it. Go. There you go. Right, and then there take the other stuff over to landfill. Yep. Yeah, I yep. got you. That is exactly how Makes it gets sense. more expensive. So if that's all they do, then... They're the expert. Yep, and they will, and and they will, uh, when they pick up recyclables, and they're in business right now. When they pick up recyclables, if there's something in there that they can't take, whether it's a garden hose or a bike tire or something like that, they will leave it, and they will let you know why they left it, so it doesn't end up, and something like that doesn't contaminate things long term. Right. Um, Okay, so uh, Mr. Mayor, what about big things? What about you know these sort of? I've got this gigantic aluminum. Like I'll give a great example. We have an old transmitter. Okay. Um, it's just a beast. It weighs a ton. It, it'll fit in a pickup. You know, on the back of a pickup. F you know six guys lifted in there. But <laughs> yeah. um, what are what are options for things like that? Are there any, or do you have to kind of just do some calling around? Yeah. Are and- um, we our, our company that picks up garbage waste pro? Uh, they pick up those things. Uh, sometimes they may need an extra day to bring out a pickup truck. Sometimes they need right. extra day something to, to pick it up. Folks. Mm-hmm. And always feel fr- feel free to call City Hall and ask about those things. Eight two two ten sixteen. You know, we'll I, yeah, I think people forget. You know, if it's <laughs> not that you're Ghostbusters, but you know, who do you call? And yep. you know, sometimes we'll get calls like that because people <laughs> uh, people look at a radio station sometimes as a utility. Well, funny. we don't know the answer, but funny. you know, so we're yeah. trying to help them. But we actually Google it while they're on the phone <laughs> and go, funny. "Well, let me give you some options." You know, because um, but I do think you know if there's just something you're not sure about, mm-hmm. just calling the city's a yep. good idea. Yep. Because what we don't want is we don't want something ugly sitting out at somebody's yeah. driveway or something, the curb of somebody's house. We don't want that because that just yeah. irritates neighbors. And it's a bad it's a bad representation of what Hendersonville is. Yeah, don't don't throw the old boat with the flat tire out front and the aqua blue trailer with the toilet in the front yard. Is that kind of where you're getting at? Or the or the mattresses that sit out there for a couple oh gosh. Days. Uh, yeah. So typically the mattresses will get picked up by the garbage company. But if it's been there a couple of days, give us a call. I'll tell you, man. Sometimes if there's just an empty lot. It is amazing. And people just assume it's a place where you can dump stuff. I don't get it. It's uh, it, it's surprising um, what people do in the sake of convenience. Well, and it's funny you mention that because we did ask for bids on a convenience center for recycling. So people could take those recyclables. Right. That that yeah. would be uh, kind no, of a cool. No company offered that, that service. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you could find the right place and the right that's containers or something, maybe then they could come and clear them for you or, you know, who knows. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we're kind of halfway through our first segment okay. here, but we didn't we didn't really have sort of an agenda. But I do okay. want to. There's always things on the list to get done. Mm-hmm. There's economic development. Mm-hmm. There's streets. And why don't, why don't we talk about the roads a little bit? Okay. Because um, okay. you know the first noticeable for us uh, at the radio station since we moved to Indian Lake uh, was you know you had this sort of gorgeous corridor and there was this you know sort of rough yep. never final coat pavement. I could never yep. figure that out. Yep. Was it the final coat? It was just oh, never put, or was it just a poor final coat? The final coat had been put on there, but it had been 12, 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, no kidding. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, one of the things that we've been able to do when we changed the, uh, the, the trash service, when we changed that, is we saved $1.5 million. 
I don't love that we've reduced service to twice to once a week. I don't love that we no longer have twice a week service. Mm-hmm. I do like an awful lot the, what we've been able to do with that money. And we've paved right. a lot of roads. Before I came into office, the city was paving about three miles per road a year. That's that doesn't keep up. Right. Uh, this, right. This fiscal year, we will probably pave about thirty miles a road. We're at twenty six. So that now. money really went to good use. And you know, Absolutely. isn't it? You know, and, and like you said, there, you're going to have lots of opinions on either side, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't most people's trash just get picked up once a week? I mean, yeah, I, I know it, it's different and yeah, I get it, yeah. but unless you're a family of 23, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been interesting learning that is that there are a lot of communities around us that only pick up the curb. And That's only, all I've ever been used to from where I'm from. We have so. a lot of that. A lot of people just got used to in Hendersonville those twice sure. a week back door. That Which is, really you know, very nice. Yep. It was convenient, but, um, you know, they also have to drive on these roads. There you go. There you go. So I, I've got to believe that that's uh, you've had some good feedback from that. Very much so. Like I said, I the twice a week garbage service is very simple for me and very simple for most folks. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to what was going on with our infrastructure, especially our roads, and the choice was raising taxes significantly or finding somewhere else to save money, I felt like it makes sense. Find somewhere else to save money. Right. Right. What about, you know, there's in any municipality, there's the things people see and notice roads, mm-hmm. great example, or, or, you know, dressing up a corridor or whatever you're doing. And then there's this sort of non-sexy, ugly sewage and pipes and I call infrastructure. It import- important stuff that matters is what I say. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's front porch stuff with stuff people see, and then there's the back porch stuff, which yeah. isn't as cool, but... Yeah. As equally as important, how do you, you know, I'm assuming every city wants people to see what's good and what's great. New signage or welcome to the city or this or that. But if the infrastructure is falling apart, what does it matter? Oh, you hit on something that, that our public works department does so, so well. And I talk about this an awful lot, that when our public works department and our parks department and so many of our employees, when they're doing a good job, you don't notice them. Yep. And a great yep. example is we have really focused on litter, especially on Vietnam Veterans Boulevard yeah. and on Gallatin Road. And it's different. It's different than it was a couple of years ago. We've also focused a lot, awful lot on some of our drainage problems. You, nobody ever calls me to say, this didn't flood. Nobody noticed yeah, 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 area. Yeah, it didn't yeah, flood. Yeah. They're uh, just glad, oh, wow, grass. And it made yeah. it. It made it through the spring. And, that, and, yeah. and we're seeing more often where places that were flooding problems and drainage problems and back. It, it is kind of a thankless job. I mean, any yeah. engineer will tell you that. They, they just, you know, but they do hear about it when it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, and we're very proud of that, that we mm-hmm. don't get some of those phone calls from some of those properties that we used to. So what are, uh, well, you know what, we're up against our first break. We'll do that. We'll come back and talk a little bit more uh, about some of the other topics and things going on in Hendersonville and surrounding areas here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by F&M Bank at myfmbank.com and also at that gorgeous location at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard. We'll be back with more of the program right after this. Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, will return after these messages. F&M Bank, serving Middle Tennessee since 1906. Visit them at myfm bag.com and now back to Sumner County Spotlights brought to you each Sunday morning exclusively by FNM Bank 221 Indian Lake Boulevard Hendersonville for all your banking needs all in one place member FDIC and we are back at Sumner County Spotlight with our guest this morning, the Honorable Mayor of Hendersonville, Jamie Clary. And Jamie, we were kind of talking about the, the stuff you see and the stuff you don't in a city um, and uh, that they're both equally as important. Um, 
Are there any other things that you wanted to talk about with regard to that before we dive into something else? Sure. We hit on roads, and of course, those are very visible when you see roads. I'm, I'm very proud of that. But there's also some other things, such as uh, our insurance rating for our fire protection. We've had the low. We now have the lowest insurance rating we've ever had, which means that people save on their homeowners insurance. We've got an incredible fire department and an incredible police department. But this is a case where what we've done for fire has made a big difference in people's home insurance rates. And talking about police department, what we've done as far as with some of the criminals that have come from Nashville have made people safer because we catch them and we prosecute yeah. them. Yep. Uh Police chief made that very clear. Once <laughs> you come here and you do something wrong, I will chase you. Yes, I was yes. like, okay. And there's something to be said for that. It's like, look, you know what you're getting into if you're going to come up here. Yep. You know. Um, well, what about? Uh, oh gosh, where was I heading? I was. We were talking about things we you could see. We talked a little bit about parks earlier. Um, yeah. Um, well, what about the the things you can see? So we talked yeah. about you know the 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 non cool things, but yeah. what about some cool things that are maybe in the works? Things okay. you can talk about. Okay. And I'm particularly interested. I've been hearing bits and pieces and. Maybe and maybe uh-huh. not uh-huh. Um, as some sort of more um, opportunities for signage or not, okay. not necessarily billboards, okay. but but something to mark okay. either the community, maybe uh, exit seven, mm-hmm. exit six, things that can uh, or or uh, you know some sort of big screens or something yeah. that's just more I don't know inviting yeah. maybe because you can fly right past yeah. exit seven, you see the park and everything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. where's that you know. We're, we're seeing that there is a need to let people know more about Hendersonville and what's here. Right now, we are rewriting our zoning code, which includes our signage restrictions. And we're taking comments from folks about some of the things we should do or some of the things we shouldn't do, some of the things we should change. Uh, the hard part about it is we want to be a community that is attractive to folks. Right. And sometimes the businesses or sometimes the person has a yard sale, that doesn't necessarily contribute to us being attractive. So we're trying right. to find a good... Well, you don't want a bunch of banners hanging up all over the go. place. So you do have, you know, some incredibly tough sign guy. Enforcement is like, yeah. take, a, take a deep breath here, but... Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to get out of control. I totally right. get it. Right. Um, so what's that What's that balance? And that's why you guys are reviewing these things. Exactly. And we're also looking at, are there other places in the city that we could have almost a community signboard? And I'll give you examples. When you're driving on uh, Vietnam Veterans Boulevard headed east, you'll see that very often we have a banner up in Veterans Park there mm-hmm. about some event that's coming up. Right. Yep. Can we do that a couple other places in the city? Yeah, and for a nonprofit or for some sort of event that's coming or something more well. permanent that they, there you go. that you don't have to you know because hanging a banner over a, a a brick sign that's been there for I'm not sure how long the Hendersonville sign has been on yeah, that particular one, but you know sometimes there's time for updates and yep. and it's not you know that some people might say well that's a waste of money well. Yes and no. I mean, what what image do you want to portray is the question. And you have several corridors you can do that yep. with, you know, yep. in town and out here on the on the highway. Yeah, and we absolutely want to support the, some of the nonprofits and some of the organizations yeah. that we have here. Sure. We want to show that they're important to us. And I'll give you another great example is the Hendersonville, Hendersonville Race Series. There are four races. Well, we've got many events in Hendersonville, but there are four races part of the Hendersonville Race Series. Uh, one coming up soon, the Indian Lake Loop. And mm-hmm. for people that participate in all four of those they get a hoodie they get something special so they did all four the reason we do that is we want to get people in hendersonville interested or participating in hendersonville and get people from outside coming in but there's also that we're supporting some nonprofits that are right here and so i'm not a big runner but 
I'll do one or two 5Ks a year, but you know what? If I do one or two more and I get a hoodie, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, and even if it's more informative or like you said, if if somebody, there's so many new folks in here, if they're cruising up to Portland or Gallatin and through through this area to get home and they don't know what's going on, yep. Yep. hey, you know what? This Saturday, I'm going to buzz down to Hendersonville mm-hmm. and get in this race or do this event or um, taste a Henderson. I mean, there's so many different things in exactly. Gallatin and here, exactly. really, and I I think um, I'm sure Paige is, is thinking about uh, Paige Brown, mayor of Gallatin, thinking about her entrances off of 386 as well. So those are things to think about. Is there would there be a thing that makes sense to coordinate that? It's or funny not? you say that because, because you know if you think about it, if it was consistent looking, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. that might really look impressive. And then wow, this county really works well together when you've got you know something you could literally do a similar thing here mm-hmm. gallatin portland and have mm-hmm. sort of this whole corridor that would look pretty cool it's funny you say that because there's two items that are sort of working in that vein one is that uh gallatin you for a long time did a uh, advertisement in a publication that is put out by the tennessee department of economic development mm-hmm. for a long time they did advertisement it goes out throughout the country uh we started doing that city hendersonville about two years ago and we finally got with Galton and said, why don't we do one advertisement? And it's not so much to save money, yeah. but it's to show what we have that would Collectively. That would exactly. Because exactly. Gallatin has lots of strengths. You have lots of strengths. Exactly. And in a lot of cases, they're completely different. Exactly. You we know, Gallatin doesn't have the lake. Yep. You have this. Gallatin's got some beautiful land up there. It's yep. just gorgeous there. That's exactly you know? it. That's exactly yeah. it. So now we're doing that. Another way we're doing that is that just about six weeks ago, all the mayors in Sumner County and uh, in Ford Sumner and some other folks got together with the Department of, uh, excuse me, the Department of Transportation Commissioner. And we sat down and we talked about Vietnam Veterans Boulevard. And he knew mm-hmm. Vietnam Veterans Boulevard was a priority. And yeah. we want to talk to him about some of the possibilities and, and what the state is doing to get us to widening a Vietnam Veterans Boulevard. Yeah. But it's in all That's that still going to happen, right? That's still going to happen. Yeah, okay. But it's all in the same vein of instead of going up there and instead of uh, pitching something or spe- instead of working something as an individual city, we have the opportunity to really coordinate our efforts and really have a greater influence on what we do, whether it's an advertisement in a magazine or whether it's attracting companies here or whether it's talking to the Commissioner of Transportation about what's needed here. Right. And, you know, I mean, you could even make an argument that you could go through this way with the new exit that oh. they're getting up, uh, you know, because I talked to Mayor of Portland. He's, mm-hmm. They're very excited about that. And so think of the, yep. the you could literally make a day of it. You know, hey, I'm, we're going to start in Hendersonville and hang out, and then we're going to cruise to Gallatin, yep. and we're going to go and hang out at the yep. Strawberry Festival or whatever. Yep. So it, it's that would, I think make a big statement to lots of states Mm -hmm. because Sumner County, there's just something about it where everybody, everybody has that same passion for where they live. You don't see that everywhere. I agree. You know, they might as well be on different planets. Some of them. (laughs) Well, it it is interesting that all of our cities, whether it's tiny Mitchellville or Millersville or Goodlessville Mm -hmm. or Gallatin or White House or Portland or or Hendersonville, we all have a different flavor and all our mayors are different people and we're individual people. But when we get together, I can honestly say having been around and been in Sumner County for 45 years, I don't think those cities have ever cooperated like we are right now. Right. And part of that is that we all bump up against each other. We have eight incorporated cities in Sumner County, which is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. If we insane. don't get along, we're not going to accomplish much. If yeah. we're just going to throw elbows, we're not going to accomplish much. And we get along yeah. better than, than I think these cities have ever done. Well, and you know, they've uh, having the opportunity to interview the mayor of Portland and Gallatin and you and, and others, that's exactly what they say. You Good. know, this is such a great partnership because if I don't get it, I'm just glad, you yeah. know, Mayor Brown gets it yep. or vice versa. Oh, let me interrupt you. I have said many, many times, 
I hate that Breda went to Gallatin, but I love that Breda went to Gallatin. I yeah. would much rather have residents in Hendersonville traveling to Gallatin than traveling yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so that's that's very interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of comes out of that. Is there a specific goal, or is this just kind of, hey, let's just start talking about what those opportunities might be? Oh, the, the big goal is to get more professional offices, professional jobs in Hendersonville. Uh, when people talk to me about how bad the traffic is from Hendersonville to Nashville, mm-hmm. it's more than just that. It's about quality of life. Yeah, it's about people sitting in traffic for an hour or two a day, but it means that... When they do get to their destination, it better be nice, because <laughs> you're going through a lot just to get home. Yes, you know. and when they get home, are they getting home in time to participate in their kids' athletic events? Can they go to lunch with their kid at school? Can they participate in a church program that's going on that night? Well, the best laid plans. I mean, yeah. you know, just getting here for this interview today, you know, if that inner loop is messed up, there's yeah. just nothing I can do about it until I break three, free and get to north yeah. of Trinity Lane. I mean, there's just... Absolutely. What do you do? If we have more people that are living here, working here, it makes a much diff- it makes a much different atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference in their lives. Well, and quite honestly, uh, the Randy Campbell, who's now running uh, WHIN for us, is exactly that. I mean, he commuted to yep. Nashville for 14 years with Predators, and he's just like, "I'm done, man. <laughs> I'm not doing that again." I everybody can relate to that. We are working so, with... Some, where, where would those likely... Where are you looking to develop those things? Do you have specific areas in mind? or There's a couple different possibilities. Obviously, down Saundersville Road, Indian Lake Corridor, those are some good spots. Hendersonville Utility District is also working on starting to provide sewer down West Main Street. A lot of people don't know this. A good portion of West Main Street doesn't have sewer. Really? So that's why, you know, per square foot, you can't have many people there mm-hmm. um, because you have holding tanks. Essentially, it's a septic tank for a business. And it really restricts the size of a, the size of a business that's going to be on West Main Street. Next couple of years, Hendersonville Utility District is working on a plan to put more sewer down there, and that will make that area uh, more conducive to a, to a bit to a. And will that business. go directly? Then it won't be in sitting in holding tanks. It'll exactly. go directly. There. Exactly. Yeah. Is it, is but that really opens it? up some possibilities. Really Again, does. not fun. Yep. But what <laughs> a great investment, though. Yeah. Boring stuff that matters. And Hendersonville Utility District is completely separate from the city of Hendersonville, but the GM over there, uh, he's really a forward-thinking guy and understands what we need. The commissioners over there are great guys that have vision and understand what we need, and it's it's helping our community. Cool. Um, well, we're at a second break now, okay. Jamie, and we're going to come back and talk with the mayor of Hendersonville a little bit more, uh, Jamie Clary. And uh, we're here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. And we'll be back right after these messages. FNM is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll return with more of the show following these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlight. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight Sunday morning here with Tony Richards and our guest this morning, the mayor of Hendersonville, Jamie Clary. And Jamie, uh, so uh, we talked about about you know the growing uh, business and and or at least trying to, to grow some office space and some things like that in Hendersonville. What about the lake? Um, you know, there's a lot of people knocking down homes, rebuilding, and that's all great. But um, what what would the city's role be in making? Uh, either better use of it. I know the park over there, they're getting a lot, uh, is sort of on everybody's radar, yeah, even though you yeah. got to sort of snake your way back there, but it's yeah. really pretty. And what what are things that the city can do that, that to take advantage of having that lake here? There's a couple of things we've recently done is the Hendersonville Half Marathon used to start uh, Streets of Indian Lake and head north. 
um, working with Oliver Berry and uh, some of the folks with Rotary Club that put on the Henderson Half Marathon, Amy Ramsey, we decided that it made more sense to show off what we have in Hendersonville. If we've got a lot of people coming from outside, let's show off one of our assets. That's the lake. So now the route goes down Sanders Ferry Road. It goes right along Drake's Creek, turns around and comes back, and we show that off. Mm-hmm. We're also working on some more events that take advantage of Drake's Creek. We have uh, Hook One Kayaking Place down in Sanders Ferry, which is bringing in customers that are paying sales tax, uh, bringing customers go. from all over the place. And we love that they're able to do that. We're trying to come up with some events that might make sense with them. Uh, also with the uh, Summerfest out at Sandersbury Park yeah. that we've been doing, that WHIM was part of. And that's growing every year, which is yeah. nice. And yeah. the Chamber's doing a great job of that. And just to get to show off what we have over there, we're going to be doing more of that. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's sort of a sore with your strengths kind of thing. There you go. There you go. You that's, know? Exactly it. Yeah. that's exactly it. So what else is cooking? We're here in our last segment. We got okay. about uh, twelve minutes okay. left. So okay. this is you know the party's yours. What <laughs> you got a lot on your plate? It's not budget time right now, right? Not yet. You, not yet. Are, you, are you in a fiscal year? We're a fiscal year that runs uh, July to June. Okay. And so we're actually implementing some of those projects that we recently just just decided on not too long ago. Mm-hmm. One is that we've got a rugby park that's coming. It'll be two full size rugby fields right here. People are passing by and seeing this, and they don't really know what's going on, and it's out by Durham Farms. What we will have there will be unlike anything else in Middle Tennessee and anything else for hours or hours around. By having two full-size rugby fields, we will be able to pull in some tournaments and some events that just... Yeah, there is nothing like that around there Middle Tennessee that I'm aware. Is going lights in the whole nine yards? Um, is not not initially, but down the uh-huh. road. Uh, yeah. But we've got a state championship rugby club right here in Summer County, and uh, they've they've sort of had to move around a little bit. They have put up an awful lot of money, and they put an awful lot of volunteer hours in making this happen. Well, the ones who are into rugby are really into it. So you're going to have, you know, the sponsors. There may not be as many, but they're really, really mm-hmm. passionate about it. And um, it is crazy to watch. Oh. It's, it is. I only wish I could be that tough. But. <laughs> yeah, and I've gone out and watched some. I've also recently gone out and watched uh, the, the uh, state high school TLSAA bowling tournament. Mm-hmm. And both what the, both these have in common, and so many of these activities, is that it's another opportunity for kids to succeed. Yes. And I tell guidance counselors and principals and teachers, if you have a kid that's succeeding in something, and I've gone to some Eagle Scout ceremonies recently, it's I love that we have so many ways for kids to succeed. Isn't, isn't this interesting? Things that were cool and people did and then they kind of got away from it yeah. scouting uh-huh. bowling my son's on a bowling team That's at his cool. school uh-huh. and uh i think things like you know mookie betts these <laughs> major league baseball player is a yeah. is a bowler a professional yeah. bowler yeah. these things are i don't know if they're making a comeback or everything <laughs> just kind of comes around yeah. it's it's pretty cool though i mean i'm a fan of, of all of those things that give give kids give students the opportunity to excel somewhere where they're doing well I've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and my deal with them is that it doesn't have to be soccer, it doesn't have to be swimming, it doesn't have to be running. It has to be something. Right. But they're gonna they're gonna be involved in something. Right. Well, there's all kinds of sports. I mean, I'm even hearing about cricket clubs in the area. Oh, and, you know, you know, I mean, who knows? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like you said, it's great that they're out and they're using the parks, and that's yeah. what they're there for. Yeah. And we're also as as it's getting colder. There's some things that we can't do. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things we don't need to do. We don't need to mow the, the fields anymore. So we have some projects for our park staff. We have some projects for our public work staff to get out there. And some of that is brightening up the community, making things look better. 
uh, replacing some signs. It's a good time to plant some stuff. There you go. There you go. Um, they, you know, the, I'm sure they take a lot of time this time of year to start doing maintenance and take care yep. of their equipment because yep. that saves money for the city oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. And our turnover in our staff, just our city hall staff, has been less than 10% in the past 20 months. It's just been amazing how much, how well we have a staff, how good our staff is, and how much they want to stay, and they're so passionate about what they're doing. Um, uh, Andy Gilly, let me praise him a little bit. One mm-hmm. of our department heads, he just celebrated our, his year anniversary with the city, and what we've been able to do with our parks has just been phenomenal under Andy, and he came and hit the ground running, and we have that... We have that well, you know, he's been, you know, <laughs> uh, associated with the parks yes, for so yes, long. Yep, it was like yep. a no-brainer for him. Yep, absolutely. And, and we've got him duplicated in several departments. And these are folks that are happy to be here and happy to do their job. And uh, and I love it. And I love it. And I get to go talk to these folks and uh, and see what they're doing. And I get, repeatedly, I get praised. And I'll give you an example. I had somebody uh, that was praising our road superintendent the other day. Just happened to send me an email and said, hey, uh, this guy's doing a great job. Then I had a guy that called me up. This was Monday. And he said, uh, I get a lot of tickets. He said, I've got a lot of speaking tickets. But let me tell you. He's like, don't speak, dude. Well, right? Yeah, I mean, that was sort of my thinking. Is like, okay, now you sort of figure out that maybe you shouldn't go so far. Right. But he just kept talking. I sure wasn't my wife because I, <laughs> I see that a lot. I was sure he was going to complain about this. And what he said was, Every time I get pulled over, he said, the police officers are so freaking nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I have definitely not heard that for some other communities, <laughs> but around here in Sumner, it's yeah. the truth. Sheriff's Department included. So these are officers that are out there and they're busting these bad guys that are coming from Davidson County committing violent crimes. Mm-hmm. Those same folks, those same men and women that are pulling you over, they get it. They understand that. You were, you were in a hurry for You've something. You've been in they, line for an hour and they, a half they, trying to get here from the loop, and it's just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. They understand that, and yeah. they know that you know you deserve some respect, and they're going to treat you with kindness. And uh, yeah. to, get, to get a phone call from a guy that said, I've had many, many, three many, <laughs> many, many, many tickets, he said, your police officers are very kind. Hey, good news. You're not in jail, so we must be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oh, speaking of things that are almost done, what's okay. the scoop at the fire uh, station? Oh. These guys are, okay. you know, talk about a group of good guys. Yeah. They, they've yeah. been working out of a house and yep. several locations. How's, yeah. what's, what's the story on that? So we're very close. Uh, probably January is what, is what was the the initial deadline and what we're, we're still hearing from our construction company uh boger construction they're still talking about january is very doable we've mm-hmm. been meeting every two or three weeks to catch the progress we've had and this is amazing to me we just had a third change order for a project that was this expensive millions of dollars um mm-hmm. i told I, I told the construction company very early on this is what your budget is you've got to stick to it if there's a way to cut cut money please do it because i know there's going to come something down the yeah. road we're going to have to increase expenses. It's always 20% more than you think it's going to so be. So we are probably going to be in the neighborhood of about half percent more than what we think it was. Wonderful. So, so is there going to be a big, you know, community-wide celebration, open house? What's, uh, you know, is, uh, or is a fire but- chief <laughs> not, not, like, we're in, just leave us alone. <laughs> we're finally here. Well, and, and I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it, people it are going to want to wander through it. I mean, I would yeah. think. Yeah. You know. I got to go through it for the first time just the other day, um, just on Tuesday. And? Uh, our, it's pretty neat. It really really neat I mean, this is this is what we needed it really right. is our, our fire administrative folks they're in a, a house that has been redesigned um they're fine there but it's not the best place it's not a long-term mm-hmm. solution right. our firefighters they're in the public workshop right behind there mm-hmm. they're okay there it's not the best situation what we need is we need the fire hall to be done and we think that it's going to be on time and it's going to be right on budget and uh, should be ready mid-january 
Cool. Any other uh, sort of big things that are not on the radar for next year that are going to be unveiled or completed? <laughs> or I'm just trying to think if there's any other biggies. Um, maybe. I mean, a couple other things that we've talked a little bit about is we talked a little bit about um, the uh, uh, you know what, what our police have been able to do when they're coming out. We talked a little bit about insurance and what we've been able to do there. And we talked a little bit also about some of the businesses that have moved to Hendersonville. We're going to continue to push for that. And uh, I know I talked a little bit about trying to get companies that have office space, office property right now, is trying to get them to build before they have tenants. And we've got some Class A office space here, but we don't have much empty right now. Well, with the prices in Nashville, and if they can make them at least reasonable... Um, I would think that would be a pretty low risk. Typically, you don't want to do spec stuff if you don't have to. I get that you'd want to have at least a, a, a tenant or two. But, you know, your odds are pretty good because I, I'm living proof. We have an office in Nashville, and it's getting crazy expensive. So how does that affect? Like, what, what about, like, Amazon coming in? What, what are the opportunities does that create for Sumner County? Um, with so many people moving to Nashville, and you hear it, you know, you hear different figures as far as how many folks it is. But with so many people he, come coming to the Nashville area, some of them are moving to Hendersonville. As that's happening, we're finding that there are more people after they've been here for a little while thinking, "Wow, I really wish I had a job in Hendersonville. I'm living here. I really wish I had something in Hendersonville." What we don't have though is we want to track those employers that are in Nashville that are. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 50 employees. Mm-hmm. When they need to resign a lease or when they're looking for a second location, we want to attract them to look out here. A great example is Rocky Mathlehaney's law firm. Yep. Before he built, he was getting contacts from attorneys that worked in Nashville, lived in Hendersonville, and they were saying, I want to come work for you. They wanted, really? They just want out? <laughs> they, they, they want out. They want to come work. But for other companies that are looking out here and they're not willing to build, they want something that's going to be ready in six weeks to three months. We don't have a building like that. Uh, Rod Kirk. It's sort economic, of longer term thinking. There you go. Yeah. Our economic development assistant, Rod Kirk, he is talking with some folks that have the properties that's zoned for, for office. He's talking to them about taking that leap and taking a risk and building. Going ahead and building something might be 50 or 60 or 100,000 square feet. So when that company that wants to move out here that doesn't want to build, doesn't want to own, when they're looking at moving out here, we can say, well, we've got something ready for you. We're looking mm-hmm. at a way to help those the, to help those property owners. So do you risk. guys have incentives and things for these guys? Look, let's let's get some stuff built here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one of the things we're looking at is Murfreesboro did something similar. Franklin has done something similar. We need to help those companies that want to build spec office space. We need to figure out how we can mitigate the risk. That's it. Does it make any sense to think of an office park kind of idea and lay out that sort of template and then see who can come in and make those investments? Or is that too risky? It does. We've got a couple spots on Saundersville Road. Uh, that well, that seems to be already sort yeah. of filling in, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's like you got this end and that end, and yep. then there's a lot of stuff in the middle, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And it's, it's highly visible. You've also exactly. Got, you've also got between uh, Streets of Indian Lake and Glenbrook. Uh, going up yeah. the Avengers Boulevard, Stop Third Road, that area. It's uh, we're well, Glenbrook's almost as hidden as this place is. Very really, close. if you think about it. Very close. And not that you want to have you know a ton of signage on the road or whatever, but you want people to know you're here and what's here. Yep. You know, I mean, it took me a second to figure out there was a Panera over there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, really, there is? Yeah, you got to get off the road, sneak back into Glenbrook, yep. and you'll see it. Oh, okay. Left turn, left turn, left turn. Yeah, 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 exactly. We um, uh, we'll work with, TVA has a great website and has great marketing, and they also have some resources available to us. So we're working with 
with them to promote some of those businesses that are there, as well as some of the businesses that aren't here yet. And that's what radio stations are for, too, by the way, folks. We'll be happy to help let people know you're there. That's a good idea. And we have a spot for really a large corporate campus on Saundersville Road. And anybody who's got some property that's currently zoned industrial or commercial or retail, we're going to help them market that. It's uh, something that we can work with TVA, we can with Nashville Chamber, and we can let an awful lot of folks know that this is available for you. Uh, we also work at determining what those properties are missing. And I'll give you a great example is the property down on Centerpoint Road that has railroad tracks and it also backs up to the river. We're asking TVA to evaluate that and tell us, okay, what is this missing? It's a little bit, it's got some rolling, it's got some hills to it, and it doesn't have the best access to the river. But for us, it looks like it's a perfect industrial site that we don't have mm-hmm. industrial land here, in here in Hendersonville. So True. we're looking at what do we True. need to do to improve that site so we can be more, more appealing. Well, we're, we're coming up at the end here, but I do want to at least ask about the elephant in the room a little okay. bit of on the, in the Main Street Corridor. Okay. What, what, are, what are options for that to make that more attractive? Because if, we, if, if nothing is done, mm-hmm. this is just going to keep yep. developing and take... Yep. You know, become the the geographical center of Hendersonville yep. if if yep. if you don't do anything. But yep. you know, you've had some long term business owners there. Your yep. hands are tied a little bit. Well, what mm-hmm. what is possible? Is there has there been any thought of just what if we just got everybody together that owns businesses long? What what do you want to do? What can we do? So we've actually sort of done that twice. I've met with the help of the uh, Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. Met with several property owners down there and sort of said, okay, so what is it that that we can do to help you down there? Mm-hmm. Having sewer down there will be huge. Right. If we can do more with some of the power lines, some of the utility lines, that will be helpful too. Mm-hmm. But quite honestly, a lot of it is that we are now doing a better job of enforcing our codes down there. So if I see. I got you. Yeah. So maybe it was just sort of, well, you know what? Everybody could look over here because it's all new and developed, but they're yeah. just forgetting that, look, we just can't let this go to pot. Oh, know? yeah. And we've, we had a complaint from a property owner there about a year ago about some spray painting that was done, uh, basically sort of a homemade sign. Mm. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Yeah. That's attractive. And, yeah. We went and took care of that. He said, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. And well, and I think the power line thing is a good idea. I think, you know, Franklin did a lot of that mm-hmm. and it, it, it doesn't seem like it'll make a difference, but it is amazing how it makes the terrain look It does just by cleaning that stuff up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, that's how they did it back then. I mean, it's, you know? it's long-term, but those are things that are certainly, uh, certainly doable and certainly possible. It's certainly one of my objectives. But it's also that we need to have conversations with those folks, and we need to start applying for some of the some of the grant programs and yes. put the infrastructure. And sometimes that's a, that's a group of people getting together, and sometimes that's help from the city. Well, I know you know an area where I'm from, up in Indiana, originally uh, Carmel just built a whole new downtown. Neat. They just said, Neat. you know, hey, we're going to Neat. rethink this, uh-huh. give incentives to those existing business owners and ways, like you said, to work together, get their input. And it's amazing some of the cool things you can do, just like all the mayors that you guys get together. Same thing with the businesses along there. Good, good. So, well, um, appreciate the time. Sure. Hope you come back again. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you lighting Christmas trees and meeting, <laughs> hanging out with Santa and all kinds of cool stuff in the next few weeks. I am very good at doing countdowns to light Christmas trees. <laughs> so, thank you very much. Okay. That is uh, Mayor of Hendersonville, Jamie Clary, and Sumner County Spotlight. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the holidays in a little bit with our next guest here on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. So Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, will return after these messages. FNM Bank, serving Middle Tennessee since 1906. Visit them at myfmbank.com. 
And now back to Sumner County Spotlights, brought to you each Sunday morning exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, Hendersonville. For all your banking needs, all in one place, member FDIC. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this morning. And uh, we are excited, you know, you don't think about it, but the holidays are basically here. And uh, we, we need to give you a name like the Queen of Holidays or something. We're here with Linda Evgen. She is the founder, creator, really, of Holiday Fest, aren't you? Uh, well, yes, sort of, kind of. Uh, <laughs> there were two or three of us. I moved from California, and we were trying to find activities. And uh, I kind of got... Um, I had a dream where my mother said, uh, are you going to be the host or the guest? And I thought, well, I'm not going to lay here and ever meet anybody, so I better get up and get out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to uh, meet with Well, you with did a, it in a huge way. Now yeah. you've got this big monster holiday <laughs> Oh, fest. my gosh, yes. We do 24 events from September until January. So don't anybody say that Sumner County doesn't have anything going on around the holidays, right? That's right. That's right. We benefit about 11 to 12 charities every year. We give about $100,000 when it's all said and now, done. Is that something you new starting out or did this just evolve into that and now here you are doing this great philanthropic no work. we uh i met with a group of ministers wives who wanted to do something besides bake sales for christmas <laughs> and i came up with the harebrained idea that we would do gingerbread houses and always I w- fun and i went to keller williams steve luther at the time mm-hmm. and i said look uh these are houses so would you sponsor it you're a real estate agent and Clever. he said and he said, you're not going to believe this, but the chamber doesn't want to do the parade anymore. So Keller Williams is going to take over the parade. So let's make a weekend of it. We'll have gingerbread houses and parade. So that's <laughs> Be how careful the what whole... you wish for. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a gal here uh, who owned a UPS store, uh, J.J. Van Castle, and I know everybody knows her. And uh, J.J., Steve Luther, and myself were the three that really kind of started all this. I see. And when, when, what year was that? Oh, that was 2006, seven, right in there. Okay. So for, for all the new folks that are moving here, and we've had a bunch this year, Yeah. what exactly, how would you describe Holiday Fest in a sentence or two? How do you, how do you explain well, it? Well, it's, it's an umbrella organization that helps different charities and promotes uh, tourism in this area because it uh, creates events that people can bring their families, their children Traditions mm-hmm. too. It sure. sets up it's a traditions way to get the community the together. Yeah. And so, if somebody has an event that happens to be this time of year, they could be a part of Holiday Fest. Oh yes, they? absolutely, absolutely. In fact, we ask people to come and be under the umbrella. Like we try to publicize all the parades that are in Sumner County. Yeah, they're strength in numbers. No yes, question about yes. it. Yes, and so uh, it's not just Hendersonville. It's not just Gallatin. It's right, Sumner yeah. County, mm-hmm. Sumner County. The commissioners. Uh, do a proclamation and say it's Holiday Fest in Sumner County. So, so is there anything else like this in other counties, or did this just kind of evolve? No, and now, because I don't, I haven't heard of anything like this. I mean, each community, they all have their holiday stuff. They have their thing. Not like an umbrella that, like this. Right. No, this is unique in some ways because it does uh, have 
legs in all the different uh, parts of Sumner County. So that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, our base is here in Hendersonville. So primar- a lot of our events are here in Hendersonville. But, but I mean, we it, do goes from, it goes from outdoor events to indoor events yes. to, to fancy events. Yes. It? I mean, you really yes. run the gambit. So yes. if, if you love food, there's something at Holidays Express for you. Exactly. If you like to get dressed up for the holidays and you don't have a big Christmas ball or something to go to, you have those kind exactly. of Exactly. And a lot of companies use our big balls and our uh, bigger fundraisers as uh, their Christmas parties that for their employees. That is a great idea. You know, we don't really want to do it ourselves, and there's yeah. this really cool thing going on. Hey, yeah. buy a group of tickets. Buy a couple of tables. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the St. Nicholas. Better yet, Nicholas. be a sponsor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do the St. Nicholas Ball on December the 7th, and it's the Garage Band. Uh, who is a local band that does charitable work? So we won't. So we'll have more money this year than we've ever had because we're not paying for a big band. Which means more fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they like to have a good time. Those people. Well, what about the big fashion show? I've been to that. We that just, is a pretty cool night. We just did the big fashion show. We raised almost ten thousand dollars. That's we, amazing. Uh, it was for uh, after breast cancer survivors that. That, uh, it's a program that the Y here locally does, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a really beautiful, beautiful event. We and just I mean, had we it this kind of, last Saturday. Yeah, the, we can kind of cherry event, pick different events, but yeah, I mean, what you tell a me? A new what? event this coming Saturday, the 16th, is with this new uh, organization called Community Life Bridge that provides rides to people that need it, that are in need oh. of rides to the doctor or rides to wherever. Yeah. And um, they're doing a tablescape and fashion show luncheon. And so that's kind of fun because uh, different companies and different people are designing a table and they'll be judged. And you can sit at that table and have lunch and have a fashion show. That's nice. So that's kind of neat. And then um, right after that... um, then we start in with uh, all of the, we're going to light up Hendersonville. And uh, with that, we're going to do the um, tree lighting. And at the t- tree lighting, we're going to light up uh, the Ultimate Party Festival of Lights that we have down Drake's Creek Park. Mm-hmm. We're going to have... Is this the first time for the lights, though? Yes, it's the first time to do How that. Many, uh, they're and just we've putting got, this all together? You can just cruise through and yeah, see all these beautiful things? Yeah, you can drive things? down that street, down that Drake's yeah. Creek Park, through the ballpark. Which is ballpark. pretty anyway, and now you're going to see all these Christmas lights. Yeah, and you'll have Christmas lights to look at. Yeah. And so we're really excited about that. And then... Uh, uh, December the 14th is going to be the uh, boat parade with the lit up boats. Yep, always fun. Yeah. And then on the 15th, there'll be uh, a hayride through the through the lights. So a couple of days, we're going to do hayrides, and a couple of days, that's we're going to do carriage idea. rides. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool idea. So it's idea. kind of fun. So, and, and when you want to know about Holiday Fest and what's going on, there's lots of ways you can do it. Obviously, the radio station, we're going to be talking a lot about your different events yes. all throughout the Christmas season. Yes. Uh, same with the newspapers, I'm sure. Right. Website. Yes. You have brochures. There's yes. just all kinds and of there's, ways. And it's got a website, mm-hmm. www.holidayfesttn, like Tennessee, tn.org and it's got all the events it's listed. got your calendars there you can even um you can sign up for things yes Can't, you can you know. sign up for things uh it's interesting we had somebody who just moved here uh, a young man who just moved here from alabama he called on saturday and he said i 
uh, want to join Holiday Fest. Because I they wanna... just love Christmas? Yeah. Isn't he that said, cool? I want to join Holiday Fest. I want to come to Garlands and Glitter Fashion Show. I want to work on the parade. I want to do all these things. I said, okay, buddy, now you're on the board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Linda yes, will get you. Yes, yes. You know, so you know, you're smart enough to delegate some of this because yes. you and created we, quite a monster here. And then we have the big, the big uh, Santa breakfast, you know, with Mrs. Santa and uh, the elf. Yep. And we do that, and that benefits both. And ball caps, you know, it's funny because which is a really great I, one. You do look a little like Mrs. Little Santa Claus. Bit. Just I, a yeah, little there's bit. A, there's a yes, definitely so resemblance you better, there. You better make sure you're good because I. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. I have a direct line, you know. Yeah, I know you mm-hmm. do. I'm, I'm not messing with you. That's so right. there's also the uh, the big uh, run on Thanksgiving too. The loop, yes, loop. yes, the end in like loop, mm-hmm. and we do that. Put your turkey in the oven and come down here and do a little run. And then you can justify eating more. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) If I burn 500 calories, it's an extra helping of stuffing. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But it's right here at Indian Lake, and and it's a lot of fun, and we get a huge turnout for that. So they have the website. How else can they contact you, Linda, for Uh, just questions or if they want to volunteer? You're still accepting volunteers left and right, Oh, absolutely, because we need a lot of help with the parade, a lot of help with the tree lighting. We didn't talk about the parade much. We should talk about that again. Well, which the is parade, always, well, you know, Christmas that's the city the best, parade. This year it's going to be the 50th year. So that's the parade theme is 50th year. Mm-hmm. So we have a king and queen of holiday fest every year, and then they have a royal court. And this year our royal court are going to be couples that have been married 50 years. Oh, so that's clever. Kind of fun. And we have... I wonder um, if Mr. and Mrs. Claus have been married 50 years. There you go. You know, I know he, Maybe. he's sort of the star of the parade, I Maybe. know. Maybe. And then um, uh, Charlene Tilton is going to be the uh, Grand, Grand Marshal, Marshal. yes, with her daughter, uh, Cherish Lee. And uh, so that's kind so of fun. So all you Dallas fans. All you Dallas fans, there we go. Yeah. So she's real excited and moving here to Hendersonville. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. Good. I mean, how many yeah. people do we know know J.R. Ewing? Come on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's really great. So Yeah, we have a lot of good stuff going on. Um, of all these things, do I get to ask you what your favorite is? I mean, do you have a favorite or are you allowed to even ooh, say? One of my favorites is the Appalachian dinners that we do. And that's only 40 people for three nights. And it's very intimate. And Mm -hmm. uh, we bring in a storyteller from the Appalachians. We serve authentic Appalachian food with the stack cake, a little bit of moonshine. And uh, and I wonder it's your favorite. (laughs) And yeah, there you go. And we have uh, singers that are uh, folk singers. We'll just call that moonshine clear eggnog, if that's okay. That's That's it. Clear uh, eggnog. There you go. But that Appalachian dinner, and it, it benefits now the uh, Sumner State Museum, the museum that they have in Galton. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of a great event. And uh, storyteller uh, is always a new, you know, it's live storytelling and live music with the Appalachian food. So that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, sometimes the, the more intimate, smaller ones are the cool ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, I love the ball, too. Yeah. Which is always... because It's always it's, fun to just dress up, you know, if, even if you never get to do it. You know, uh, first of all, if you go through a whole year and there's no wedding... Yeah, you know, you want a reason to buy a really nice dress and the guy put on a tux or whatever. Yeah, Let's get yeah. out there. And well, every little girl wants to be a princess. Sure. So sure. Um, this is your opportunity, and it makes you feel like Christmas, really and yeah. truly. Kind of gets you, you in get that all mood. Dressed up, and you get to go and have a lovely dinner. 
do a little auction, and dance all night. And well, you know, we're doing our better. Christmas caroling contest. It's the Ooh, second time we've done it. We haven't there put you it go. under the umbrella yet, but we probably ought to think about that. Yeah. We're, we're hoping it, it grows. Yeah. That, you know, whether you're an individual or you're a church choir or a school choir, you know, you can do it. I it love that. It doesn't cost anything to enter. We had the, the community singers, you know, for many years, mm-hmm. and they've kind of... Uh, lost their way a little bit, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's wonderful if you're going to do the uh, caroling. I think that's great. How about um, new things and places to have things? Are you constantly on the lookout? For example, when they redid the streets of Indian Lake here in the center yes, plaza, yes. did that create some opportunities you might not have had in the past? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about possibly moving the tree lighting to this area mm-hmm. and making it all one big well, they thing have that for the gigantic city. gigantic tree. Here, yeah, that's for and sure. it's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. And great and uh yeah we want to use it as much as possible sure. you know one of the balls originally in 2009 i think it was we put a tent in the middle of the streets of indian lake and that's what created the santa breakfast yeah was because we had the tent up for two solid days so we decided you know, well we've got it up start, in the morning hey, we might as well use it so the smart. literacy council so we came in with the santa breakfast and the literacy council was the beneficiary so does how how long does holiday when does it start when does it end i mean does it go through new year's i mean well, is there, it, there always, things, it used to I mean, be that it was october november and december now it's september october november december and people just can't get enough of of january <laughs> yeah yeah well um, more and more is happening in October, mm-hmm. so you have to move out a little bit. And and uh, what I'm noticing is we're trying to uh, find calendars where we don't step on each other's toes so that everybody gets a little it piece of everything. Because yeah. it's all the same donors. But you same. always have open arms. You welcome them as long as you're not oh, conflicting absolutely. and you don't want to hurt another event, absolutely, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. We did form a 501c3 so that we had a little bit of control so that somebody couldn't take an event and run with it with their own way. Good idea. yeah. Uh, this at least has a little bit of board structure and a little bit of... Uh, 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 you know, uh, procedures and Mm -hmm. policies. Yeah. Well, Um, any last bits of information that you want to, you know, make sure you get the word out for as we um, wrap up here? Don't forget that we are going to have the gingerbread competition this year again. So uh, that's exciting. And the chef at the hearth is going to be the honorary chair. And, oh, boy, did he cook an incredible food for the Monte Carlo night, which was a new event that we did this year. Mm -hmm. And we just did that uh, September 20th, and that was a huge success. Good, wonderful. And, oh my gosh. So he's going to be the honorary chair of the gingerbread competition. So all you bakers, get your baking things ready because <laughs> we're going to have a gingerbread competition. Well, Holiday Fest is here, and it's going to continue. And uh, we just want to thank you, Linda, for doing this for the community. I think it's really clever. It's very unique. And I think it's one of the things that makes this this county, Sumner County, very special. Thank you so, so congratulations. much. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Come and talk to us anytime. All right. Because you get to do the happy stuff. You help make people happy. Sounds good. All right. And we're going to come back with our last segment in Sumner County Spotlight. We had a very special VIP in Hendersonville in uh, Sumner County uh, this past week. And we're going to talk to him for just a few minutes. And we'll be back with more of the program brought to you by FM Bank right after this. 
FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, Hendersonville. We'll return in a moment. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlight. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to our final segment of Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. Very, very excited to have as our guest John Paul DeJoria, a billionaire, uh, founder of Paul Mitchell, uh, also uh, Patron, uh, company owns, um, and a kind of a big hero of mine, uh, John Paul DeJoria. Welcome to Hendersonville and the uh, opening of your new school. I'm not even sure what to call you. Yeah. Well, you just say I'm here with JP John Paul DeJoria. Yeah. I just think we I want to get it right because you got such well, a nice you got sign. The coolest here. radio stations, Mike. God, with the well, radio stations like yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, appreciate it. You know, I've, uh, I, I'm kind of a big fan of yours. I've seen uh, biographies on you and documentaries on you, and you've had quite an interesting life. Yes, sir. Uh, a true rags to riches story. America and, uh, still works. Yeah. And uh, not that we want to get into all that, but tell us, you know, where did this come from? And, and is this the fourth one, did you say, that your uh, school that you've got? No, I Actually, this is the seventh school we've opened up in five days. Uh, oh, we, my we, Lord. Yeah, I didn't know you were yeah, doing it all yeah, at once. <laughs> once or twice a year we go. We have close to 120 schools in the United States, and we have another one in Russia, one in Slovenia, and one in China, and we're just building our educational system. We started that about 15 years ago, deciding that there's a lot of good beauty schools out there, but there was mm-hmm. too many that were more interested in getting the students through the school, get your state board exam, and that was it. And we knew that to slow down the turnover and people graduating from beauty schools to go into other industries, we had to create something that was more career-minded. Well, I did notice that when I when I first came in and they, they took care of me here and, uh, you know, just there's a real, um, there's a difference. It's not just uh, cranking people through. Oh, no, no, no. Big difference. And you could tell right away. Can't you from walking oh, in? Oh, yeah. 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 It's not a cattle call. Not at all. Our students are taught how to do great haircuts, great hair coloring, great services, great styling, and even recommending to their customers when they go home what products to use so their hair looks the same in between visits. And that's very important that hardly a consumer ever gets their hands on. And that's just a service they provide. But we also teach our students here how to love your community how to love one another and get along with each other which they rarely ever teach in schools okay anymore it's like how to love each other well and you can already you can already tell here it is sort of about the local that even though it's uh, you know just been here a short time, it's already involved in the community. And you know, they're very involved, and you'll know more during my presentation, which will start in just a few minutes here, on what we do to teach our students how to love themselves as well as get along with people they didn't get along with before, and how to pass it on to the community and participate. So when you founded this, and you had many years without the school, and then you came up with this idea, how do you get that set of values to all the folks that work for you? Well, we have about 15, 16,000 students going to our schools. And of course, our company has many, many hundreds that work with us full-time and part-time. And it's all the same message. It's what we teach everybody, and we explain to them why we teach it that way. People come out happy in their lives. Many times they haven't been this happy. And looking forward to brightness, not, okay, what's on the news, doom and gloom. We teach positive thinking. Yeah, and that's what's so interesting about it because you had every right in the beginning to feel the doom and gloom. Oh yeah. Yet you chose uh, not. You, 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 you chose not to. So, as you, I'm assuming you've you've done talks in businesses yes, and businesses and inspiring people and all of those things. Um, what? Uh, how do you do that? I mean, how do you get somebody out of that mindset? Let's say you're a small business owner. You're going through all the stress. You're trying that's to right. make payroll. That's you're not right. paying yourself. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a big deal. Sir, that is a great question. I'd love to answer it. If your audience would go online, Amazon or any way they go online, and type in good fortune, like G-O-O-D, like a good fortune, it's a biography that was done and a documentary about two years ago. It won the Sedona Film Festival. It was a documentary, but won the entire film festival. It's all about how America still works, how you could be homeless, you could be down and out, but as long as you help people along the way, it's going to help you become successful. How do you start a company without any money? How do you survive? It's things of this nature, and it costs just a few dollars to rent it right. or get it online, but it's called Good Fortune. It gives you all that story, and I could tell your listening audience there's two things I tell everybody, and in fact, I'll even maybe talk about it today. To be successful in life, success is not how much money you have. Success is how well do you do what you do right now, whether you're a janitor or whether you head up a major corporation. That's success. How far have you come? What do you do? But there's two things to bear in mind. One is be prepared for a lot of rejection because you're going to get it. If you're prepared but that's just part it, of the deal, yeah, right? But if you're prepared for it, yeah. it's not going to hurt you as much. Right. I know when I sold encyclopedias door to door, you'd knock on 100 doors, they all be close to your face. Door number 101, you got to be just as enthusiastic. Now, in selling encyclopedias, when I did, Door to door, commission only, no salary. The average lifespan was three days. Yeah, that's it's pressure. Not, I mean, are you pressure? No money. I can't sell anything. Nobody's letting me in. But I believe what they said. If you know there's rejection, you keep on going, being enthusiastic, be an actor, be enthusiastic on a thousand doors. You're going to eventually get and eventually make a sale. And they're right. But it's like life. If you're prepared for a lot of rejection, you don't have to accept it. Just know it's going to come and just oh, push it off. Everyone gets rejection. Don't let it get you down. The second thing is, in your personal life, your business life, do not go into the selling business. Don't go selling people on who you are. Don't go selling them on, buy my product is really the greatest. Go in the reorder business. What does that mean? It means that your product or your service is so good, people want to reorder it automatically without having to be pushed into it. Just get it in their hands. In your personal life, present yourself. Don't have to sell yourself. People know how good you are. Present the future, what you mean to it. Well, you almost answered my question, which was going to be, what sort of came first for you? Was it Paul Mitchell or was it, I'm just really good at selling things, when it sounds like you just really wanted to follow your passion, right? I Isn't just that- want to follow my passion. It's very important to follow your passion, what makes you feel happy. Very important. Yeah. So remind everybody once again about the documentary. It is a film, a documentary out called Good Fortune. Good Fortune, the movie. It's a documentary on me. Okay. Wonderful. And where are you based out of now? Where, where, uh, do, you, Austin, where do you hang around? Austin, Texas for the last 20 years has okay. been my, my main residence. And an exploding market as well. Yes, sir, it is. Just like Nashville. Yeah. And the communities around um, here. One last question if I might. So what, uh, what made you do this part? Was it more of an outreach for you or that you wanted to help people or what, what drove the school? Well, the beauty industry was so good to us. We wanted to help students or people who wanted to enter the profession the best shot that had of being successful. And that was our motivation for starting schools. We didn't make any money right away at all. In fact, we lost millions for years, but we knew we're going to be in the professional beauty industry forever and we'll always relate to that and help the future generations. It was worth the investment. That's great. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. It was really nice to meet you. What a great show we had this week. We appreciate all of our guests on Sumner County Spotlight, which we bring to you every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And we'd like to thank our sponsor again, FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and myfmbank.com. We will see you next week on Sumner County Spotlight. 
Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.